Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday Monster Cast begins right now. Mark Walters in the Car Firearms Group studios with you here at AAR Ranch. Sig Sauer, powerful and platinum microphone lit up for you. And guess what? It's all being presented to you by the great X Insurance. X Insurance. Greg over in Dallas, Texas. How you doing, my brother from another mother? Uh, not too bad on a Sunday, Gunday. What do you think of my new white headphones? Can you see them? <laughs> no, I can't see them at all. <laughs> they're great. So if you want to watch the show and see my new white headphones, they're glaring out at you on camera in high definition. Greg will be kind enough to tell you where to do that as long as you're not driving. That's our public service announcement. Don't don't be that person. Sure. Greg, take it away. All right. Head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. On the right-hand side of that website, you're going to see the menu icon. Just give it a click, and when that window, up, window opens up, you can see Mark and his white headphones at that Watch Live link. If you're driving, just hit that Listen Live link. And if you need to catch us later on, well, hey, head on over to the podcast in case you may have missed some or you want to catch this show a little later. Uh, if you'd like to join our live chat, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. That's how it works. Got a million things going on over here. Greg, thanks for that. We appreciate it very much. You ready to get started? Let's get started on a Sunday Monster Super Bowl Sunday? Not here, baby. No. Let's go Niners. No, no woke NFL here. It's all about guns and your gun rights and everything else that's going on in the world today. Important stuff that really matters, not Taylor Swift's boyfriend and whether or not he dropped a pass in the end zone. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. How are you, my friend? I'm seeing some chatter in the chat. Hope you're over the shot show crud. How are you feeling today? And welcome back, my friend. Well, thank you. I still got the shot show crud. It won't oh. leave my system. I feel better, obviously, each day. But, but now it's just over two weeks and you can't shake it. Well, you sound a lot better. So let me just throw that at you. You sound great. It's great to have you with us today. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it very much. Alan, we have a number of things that we want to discuss with you today. And we have a teaser, ladies and gentlemen, for you. But we'll let Alan tell you about that later. We also want to talk about Hawaii and what they did. Absolutely mind-boggling stuff. But, Alan, let's start with some news releases. Let's go over to the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. CCRKBA submits amicus brief in California gun show ban case. Uh, California, they never stop. What's happening here, my brother? Well, this is at the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, California, of course, passed this law that banned gun shows on, you know, government-owned property. It uh, started at the Orange County Fairgrounds, and then it went statewide, so to speak, when uh, the state passed the law. <clears throat> and so we filed a really cool amicus brief uh, in that case that really goes through an awful lot of... Uh, the, the history uh, uh, during through the Revolutionary War period, you know, on 
showing, in fact, that there's no obviously historical precedence at all for California to ban gun shows. <clears throat> so where is California right now today with gun shows? Well, you can't hold them on public property uh, is, is where we're at on that. Uh, and, and, of course, we, we expect to win this thing, uh, you know, as time goes on. Uh, so I feel pretty good about it. This is where, you know, they're saying basically any venue uh, on public property uh, is a sensitive place and you can't hold a gun show. This is, this is sort of a, an extension of their so-called sensitive places type ordinances. Uh, and so we, we plan on, you know, winning this thing. Uh, and, and it's not going to hold up in court. I'm, I'm sure we're going to win it. But again, uh, it's, it's not directly our case. It's the California Rifle and Pistol Association's case. But we uh, are joined on our amicus by the Independence Institute and David Coppell, you know, legal Second Amendment scholar, and uh, uh, Joseph Greenley, uh, the attorney, both of them did, did the amicus for us. And so I, I'm really excited about this one. Well, I love hearing when you're excited about cases. Be- ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are, too. When when Alan Gottlieb gets excited about a case, well, that means you should yeah. get excited about a case. Go ahead, yeah. Alan. Well, Mark, this is one at the trial court level, and it was the state of California that appealed it to the Ninth Circuit. So we already have a judge ruling in our favor on this, and we're hoping to get the Ninth Circuit to agree with us. <clears throat> what kind of hope is there? I, I, I can hear my listeners and questioning now, again, our cynicism. It's the Ninth Circus. Well, the Ninth Circus doesn't always rule against us. Uh, most of the time they do. This is the one they're going to have a tough one on. This is this public taxpayer-paid property. Everybody has a right to access it. And the state can, can show that, you know, that, that there's no uh, public interest, really, in banning gun shows on, on publicly you know, owned property at fair, fairgrounds or, or might be venues. Uh, you know, there's never been any problems that have been going on legally in California with, with no incidents forever. Uh, Cal- California's in a rough spot on this one. Well, hopefully we win this and pull it out. Any idea when we might get a response on this? Uh, well, the case the case was briefed. We put our amicus in on it, uh, and we're just waiting for the Ninth Circuit to calendar it. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll let you know. As with all things California, we will keep you abreast of what's happening there. And I do want to mention a quote from Alan regarding this. Gavin Newsom and other officials in Sacramento are determined to evade the Supreme Court ruling in Bruin, along with earlier high court doctrine in an effort to ignore rights secured by the Second Amendment. Their stubborn resistance to comply with the high court's ruling in 2022 simply affirms what we have known all along. California's one-party rulers are determined to cling to their power over the citizens, no matter what the consequences, to individual rights. Alan, congratulations on this, and thank you for doing what you do over there. Let's move across the country to Maryland. This is fascinating. It's going to take a, We've got about three or four minutes here before we go to a break. But the Second Amendment Foundation has made, is it? can I call it an unusual move, seeking yes. SCOTUS cert for Maryland. Would you explain the background here, what's happening? Because this is unusual, ladies and gentlemen. Pay careful attention here. I don't think we've ever done this. Yeah, well, the staff, the Second Amendment Foundation and the Citizens Creed's right to keep their arms both, uh, both filed a, uh, a brief uh, to grant cert to the Supreme Court to SCOTUS to review the Maryland semi-auto ban. Um, the case is known as Bianchi. You and I have talked about this for like well yes. over almost two years, probably, or maybe even more than two years on your shows. This is a case that we had before the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court granted cert, uh, re- reversed and remanded uh, 
the case back after the Bruin decision to the lower court to, in, to take light of Bruin and quote unquote, you know, rule on it now after the Bruin ruling. And the, local, the, the district court basically said, well, you know, we're still bound by the uh, uh, appeals court ruling, so we're going to have to still say that it's constitutional. Uh, and so it went to the appeals court. We orally argued at the appeals court. It was pretty evident that the appeals court was going to rule in our favor. But before this, they could ever issue a ruling, the Fourth Circuit pulled it in bonk to have it heard by 14 judges instead of the three-judge panel, which is highly unusual, uh, to say the least. So we went through a highly unusual move as well. And we, we, we said, went straight to the U.S. Supreme Court with a third petition that the Supreme Court should pull it and hear it now because it's already been briefed. It's been argued. The record's been made. It's not unprecedented for the U.S. Supreme Court to pull a case like this. They've done it in a couple of other areas of fundamental rights before. It's, it's unusual. It doesn't happen very often. But my hope is that we were able to basically uh, jump the shark on this and get it right to the Supreme Court now rather than continue to be stalled by the Fourth Circuit because we didn't know, know when they were going to ever hear it or do anything or ever issue a ruling on it. Uh, they could just bury it forever. And so we filed the third petition to the U.S. Supreme Court. And as you and I have talked in the past – we, we all felt that this is this Bianchi case, that the so-called assault and ban in, in Maryland, could be the first one that gets to the U.S. Supreme Court uh, dealing with assault, so-called assault weapons. And right now, we're right online to get it there. A, a couple questions. Number one, it's obvious to me that the because of of the Supreme Court's own actions by granting cert, remanding it back, vacating it, remanding it back, that they're following this case closely. That's my first guess. The second guess is that they know darn good and well what the entire Fourth Circuit is up to here. To me, I feel good about the Supreme Court acting on this for those two reasons. Would you agree with me on that, or am I being maybe a little bit too optimistic? Well, you may be being a little bit too optimistic, but uh, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, and that's why we took this unusual move and, and went to a third petition that now waiting, not waiting on the Fourth, fourth Circuit to have an embank ruling and, and, and skipped them and went right to the Supreme Court. Because uh, I think the Supreme Court has been following this case for now, I don't know, four, five years or something at this point. Uh, and so I feel, you know, that there's a good chance. So do our attorneys. It is unusual. The odds are still probably not in our favor that they'll hear this at this point. Uh, but then again, if they don't, we, we you know, we'll, 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 it's going to go back to the report again later on anyway. The court knows that. So right. we'll see where we go. But we're hoping to get it done quickly because the ruling in Bianchi knocking out this open ban in Maryland will also knock out this open ban in, in the other states that have them as well. Okay, we're getting ready to take a break. That's a perfect place to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you followed that very unusual twist or turn of events going on in Maryland. That Bianchi case, really what we're trying to do here is fast track what has been delayed by the Fourth Circuit now for what has been years, ladies and gentlemen. As Alan mentioned, we've been talking about this case for a number of years. Maybe, just maybe, we get some quick movement here faster than we thought. We'll be back with Alan. One more segment. Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. That is Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, and precision. Visit DanielDefense.com today. Get on their email list. You will get some really cool emails about really great products. 
not the least of which is their new H9 pistol. Check out DanielDefense.com. Make sure to visit all of our partners. You can visit them all at armedamericanradio.com. In fact, in the next half hour of the program, you're going to hear from two partners. Philip will be here from Waft Firearms Training down in Claremont, Florida, the only city in Florida with a hill. And Rachel will be here for one segment at the top of the hour from North American Arms. Welcome back in. Six-hour uh, mic lit up for you. Car Firearms Group Studios, Mark Walters, all being brought to you today by X Insurance. Alan Gottlieb, let's move fairly quickly now. A couple other issues I want to talk with you about, and Hawaii is, is on a lot of people's minds. But first, let's go to Times Square attack. And I'll just read the headline for the CCRKBA to set you up, give listeners a little taste of what we're going to hear. CCRKBA, that's the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms, ladies and gentlemen. Times Square attack destroys sensitive area gun ban argument. This release came out two days ago on February 9th. Alan, if people might not have been following the quote-unquote news because Taylor Swift gets five stories a day and maybe this one doesn't, and they didn't see it, what happened, and what are we doing about it? Well, this is really something, you know, you get a, a 15-year-old kid that can't legally even own a gun, uh, actually an, an illegal immigrant, uh, and shooting people up in Times Square. And it wasn't his first incident running with the law. He's, he's got a couple other incidents as well, also involving one involving a gun. But in New York, of course, they put these people back out on the street again uh, to create havoc. And as you know, and your listeners probably know, in Times Square, um, that's part of the new New York gun laws that, you know, it's a sensitive place. And even if you're li- licensed to carry, you can't carry it there. And if you had a permit to have one in your store or shop in the Times Square area, you had to give it up uh, because it's a sensitive area. And now you can't have your gun even in, in your place business protect yourself and your property uh and this just goes again to prove that these so-called sensitive place areas don't protect people uh they leave people vulnerable and become a target-rich environment where, where, where people are sitting ducks um and so we went after new york's law on this because obviously it made some press that that this incident took place in times square this just does again to show how totally absurd new york's gun control laws are and we just couldn't let them get, you know, escape by and not have it called out. Alan, are, are they stupid? Do they do? I mean, let's just go here for a second. Because the 15-year-old kid, is this kid is already 100% gun controlled. He's not supposed to be here to begin with, let alone have a gun at 15 years old, let alone have a gun in a place where you're not supposed to have a gun in New York City, while law-abiding citizens who used to be able to carry their lawful firearms there with permits can't anymore, but this kid does. What just help me quickly before we move on? What don't they get? That's a very good question. What they don't get is what they don't get is one we have certain individual rights enumerated in in our constitution or our bill of rights, and what they don't get is gun control laws just don't work because law abiding people may obey, obey them, but criminals surely don't. It is more proof positive, ladies and gentlemen, that it's just a dog and pony show. Gun control is nothing but virtue signaling from the elitist left trying to make a point. And we will talk about Virginia coming up and 47 gun bills, which will make our point for us since the Democrats took control. But for now, let's move on to, uh, let me give a big shout out to Lauren Hill. Second Amendment Foundation has recently promoted her. Let's give her a shout out live on the air. And then you have a big tease and we'll go quickly to Hawaii. Tell us about Lauren, because she's awesome. Love her to death. Yeah, she's our was vice president of development for the foundation, and now we've elevated her to senior vice president as well as uh, you know vice president of development. She has done a yeoman's job 
and getting the firearms industry to cough up dollars and to help support and become corporate partners with the Second Amendment Foundation, particularly in light of the fact that the, a lot of them have stopped supporting financially the NRA with the internal problems and financial con- lack of controls that they've had. And she has really done yeoman's work in putting the firearms industry you know, on the Second Amendment Foundation's easel, so to speak. Uh, and uh, they've done an amazing job. We now have uh, dozens of corporate partners in the industry that are helping to support these lawsuits that we keep filing, which is extremely important. Uh, gun companies that we've never had before, and uh, I'm really proud of Lauren, and she has done an amazing job. Uh, nobody's ever, ever been able to crack fundraising with the firearms industry for the foundation in our 50 years of history the way she has. So shout out to Lauren, and welcome to being senior vice president. Thank you. Can- she deserves this promotion. She absolutely does. Congratulations, Lauren Hill. It's a pleasure working with you, and it's always good to see you. Congratulations once again. Okay, before we go to Hawaii, there's also a tease. SCOTUS cert petition, Second Amendment Foundation, will be filing next week. How much can you give us some detail here? Well, you know, we talked about the cert petition we just filed this week, uh, you know, in Maryland. And we'll be filing another cert petition with the U.S. Supreme Court, backing that one up on another case next week. As you know, I'm, I, I can't tell you what it's exactly about because our attorneys don't like me broadcasting it before it's filed. But your listeners are going to have to tune in next week because this one is just beautiful and it dovetails <laughs> the one we just we just put in on Maryland. It's obviously a different state, uh, and uh, between the two of them, bang bang, I'm sure we are going to get the Supreme Court granting a cert in something very soon. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the perfect opportunity to remind you: you do not have to be a member of the firearms industry or a gun company to support these incredible efforts that you hear Alan talk about on this broadcast and others every single day. It's very easy to support us. An annual membership is only $15 to the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. And a life membership is only $150. So head over there, become a part of the team that makes all of this possible. Alan, Hawaii Court, Spirit of Aloha, supersedes the U.S. Constitution and the Second Amendment. I wish we had two hours with you on this one. What has Hawaii's Supreme Court just said to the U.S. Supreme Court? Well, what they're saying is old-time Hawaii spirits, so to speak, trump constitutional rights. Obviously, it's absurd. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I want to let your listeners know that our executive uh, director, Adam Kraft, has reached out to the attorney in this case, who is a public defender, letting them know that we'd be there, be more than happy to file a cert petition to the U.S. Supreme Court, because you're allowed to file a petition with the U.S. Supreme Court directly from a state Supreme Court ruling, which this one was. And so we're looking forward, hopefully, to uh, getting on board with this and, and getting this case before the U.S. Supreme Court to make a mockery out of the ruling in Hawaii. The, the ruling that made a mockery. Is Hawaii saying we don't want to be a part of the United States anymore, that your laws don't matter? Is this more division? And what does that mean to residents of Hawaii? Where do they stand with this right now? Well, you know, the, the, the person who filed the suit as far as the plaintiff was an individual who uh, was carrying a gun without a permit in Maui. But, of course, as you know, at the time, they didn't issue any permits in Maui, so he couldn't get one even to be applied for one. Uh, and uh, our argument is, is, again, we're not saying you can't have a permit system and you can't issue permits, but when you don't issue them and then you arrest people for not having a permit, it doesn't smell right. If this is just another punch in the face 
from left-wing ideologues. Am I, am I safe calling this yet probably one of the biggest Bruin temper tantrums we've seen from a state court? Well, the way it's written, it's definitely a temper tantrum. There's no two ways about it. I mean, when, when Hawaiian spirits from constitutional rights, you know, the, you know, this court has gone wild. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for being here today. Glad you're feeling a little bit better. You certainly sound better. And uh, get better for the rest. Get rid of that shot show crud. We will be back with Philip from Waft right after this, followed by Rachel from North American Arms. And we move into the second hour. Buckle in. It's flying by. We'll be right back. of reason on kqam wichita's big talker and you're tuned into the armed american radio network now let's get back to the man himself mark walters and here we go oh good heavens greg in dallas i i am i'm looking at this monitor i can see myself on these screens and i'm blinding myself these (laughs) i need to get these things dirty or something i'm talking about my white cans ladies and gentlemen cans for those of you that's that's biz talk that's inside biz talk for my headphones and oh they're bright they're brand new white and they're bright and i decided to wear them on camera today and every every once in a while i turn my head and it bounces off me and it blinds me anyway I'm having fun with them. They sure sound good, though. Welcome back inside the Car Firearms Group studio. Six-hour mic fired up for you. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today and every day. It's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance. I just want to point out that Alan just texted me and said he had a wonderful time on the show with everybody today. We love Alan Gottlieb at the Second Amendment Foundation. Support them, please, at saf.org. Greg, you ever heard of Claremont, Florida? I believe so. It's the only city in Florida that has a hill in it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove that right right now. Philip Topino from WAF joins me now in Claremont, Florida. Philip, you're the founder and CEO of WAF. We're going to talk about that for the segment. But coming from Tampa, I know that Claremont's the – I just found it. It's just a unique little thing. Isn't Claremont the only place that's got a real hill in Florida? It does. It does. Over, hey, hello, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Yes, over yeah, 400 feet above sea level. Which is very unusual for the state of Florida, and a lot of people don't know that. Uh, it's interesting stuff. So, Philip, let's talk a little bit about WAFT. Now, I know WAFT as World of Firearms Training. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, it started off as West Orlando Firearms Training when I went to get affiliate a long time ago and get insurance and all that good stuff with credentials. And it's grown into where our families train because of our unique style to safety scenario. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why I wanted to mention that, because there was a name change there. And if you, like me, wanted to know about it, you just found out about it from the founder and CEO. But WAFT is a world-class education center for real-life scenario safety and instruction. Scenario safety teaches everyone the skills necessary to handle real-life encounters. Philip, let's talk a little bit about scenario safety. Talk to us about it. What does it mean over in the world of WAFT? Well, think of it like this. Every day, every one of us enter and exit scenarios. We go to coffee shops. We go to gas stations. We travel to SHOT Show, right? We walk our dog on a daily basis and everything. And these are all scenarios, a simple part of our everyday lives as we travel in transitional spaces, any place outside our house. And most of us enter and exit these scenarios quite oblivious to our surroundings. And with the advent of cell phones, many are completely distracted. Now, Generally, it's not a problem, 
most of the time, it's quite civilized. What's more likely to happen is nothing. But through safety training, we focus on the moments when it's not. What happens when a stranger approaches you? What happens when someone starts to follow you? What happens if someone becomes aggressive? And now your scenario becomes a situation. What would you do? What should you do? So at WAFT, we teach everyone how to deal with these re- very real encounters so that everyone can be empowered to manage these very difficult situations. And they are difficult situations. And it's important to point out, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about this type of, of this level of preparation, avoidance, awareness you can prepare to avoid by being aware of these things. We've talked about these things for 15 years on Armed American Radio. And as you know, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm a, I'm a victim of a potential carjacking attempt in 2002, November 18th of 2002, when I was forced to draw my firearm to stop two people approaching me at a traffic light that apparently wanted someone else's car, couldn't get in it, and turn their attention towards mine. I never had to fire a shot. Now, Philip, you mentioned something, cell phones, right? That's it, because at that time, there were no cell phones, but they distract a lot of people. And when you're paying attention to looking down over your shoulders or, or staring at this thing, you're not looking left and right. There's no situational awareness there. Doesn't that heighten the risk that something's going to happen? Don't you look like a target? Absolutely. We talk about hard targets and soft targets, which are basically a predator, any, anyone, the stranger, if you will, and they might want you or want something that you have. So what you can do in the moments and the safety concepts you can apply are what makes someone either want to approach you or potentially go and focus on someone else that might be an easier, someone who's more distracted, someone who's not paying attention. Is there force on force involved in this tripe, this level of training that we're talking about here? Yeah. Uh, how does it work? Basically, classes start with education and awareness. Then we teach you both what to do and how to do it. And that's when the real magic happens. Uh, you, you've seen like a behind the scenes videos of how movies are made. Right. So scenario training, think of WAFT as a movie studio backlot where you're the featured player. We set up the scenes like a parking garage, similar to what you referenced, a classroom or a coffee shop that people go and get coffee every day. And then we put you in that scenario. So uh, an example of this might be, okay, well, walk to your car. It's over there. And you walk to your car and get in just like you always do. But now what you encounter along the way will be the experience that someone that you don't know might approach you or they, and you might be at your car, they may be walking to your car. And the, the entire uh, experience from that, it's all part of the program, you know, where you gain real experience from real situations which produce transformative outcomes and very real learning results. Now, I have, to, I have to ask this question because I'm envisioning this right now. I love this type of training. I can't wait to go down and work with you. Is it, does the student think or know because of where they are that it might be a violent encounter, or is it many times just somebody doing something just to keep them alert that might not become a violent encounter? So the student has no idea. Correct. It's hugely valuable to understand the enormous differences between military or tactical or law enforcement training experiences versus immersive real life scenario experiences that WAFT focused on civilians. When doing a a tactical self-defense style exercise, the starting point is that inevitably you're going to you're already in the fight. You're already at war. 
So now what's the, that's what the training is all about. They, right. you know, and, and at WASP, we're focused on the real life of everyday people, everyday stuff, everyday scenarios, things that are much more likely to happen in your life. And real life is much more complex. There are a huge number of variables and a huge number of potential catastrophic results, uh, not necessarily to just life and limb, but legal consequences, as well as long-term harm to yourself, loved ones, and others. So, you know, no one else is doing this on a civilian level, and nothing else, at li- and nothing else is like it, and that's what in lies our challenge. So let's talk a little bit about where you are, because time flies here on the show. We're going to run out in about a minute to two minutes. But, so let's talk, talk about where you are, when classes run. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking, if you need another reason to go to Florida, you just <laughs> found it here. This is it, okay? This is great stuff. And you will hear about my training when I take it. It was just a time issue with me. But I'm looking forward to bringing you the real-world scenario that I experienced there. So let's talk a little bit about the classes, when they occur, how frequent they are, where people can go to get there, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, uh, our website, WOFT.com. And it's again, stands for Where Our Families Train, WOFT.com. And people normally ask us, can I get – and experience this sort of thing. Can I get it online? Is there a video I can watch? Is there an interactive tutorial? And the answer to all of that is no. There is yeah. no substitute for a live in-person custom learning experience. Yeah, that custom learning experience, ladies and gentlemen, when you dive, taken training that's similar with this, even in simulators, boy, I'll tell you what, you never know what you're going to get. I've made mistakes and actually fired on someone that I shouldn't have and probably in real life would have gone to jail. So, Philip, we're getting ready to take a break. I want to thank you for being here. This is not the last time you're going to be here. Let me get your picture back up on the camera so people can see you. Philip Topino, WAF, Where Our Families Train, founder in Claremont, Florida. Website one more time, please. WOFT.com. Ladies and gentlemen, support them. And we have a promo code as well. Let's go ahead and throw that at them, Philip. Yeah, we, uh, we made one for you special, uh, AAR-15. So- Ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Take advantage of it, AAR-15. Philip Topino, thank you very much for being here. We're going to bring you back in the next couple weeks. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking forward to going down there and bringing you my experience from WAFT. And, you know, radio is theater of the mind. We're going to do our best to bring you everything. Because I love getting back to Florida. Armed American Radio will be back. North American Arms. Thanks, Philip. We'll be back right after this, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Indeed. Welcome back, Mark Walters. You are with me at George's AAR Ranch. The Car Firearms Group Studios are lit up for you. The Six Hour Mike is on fire. I am filling your prescription for freedom right now on hundreds of radio stations live across the nation from coast to coast and around the world. We are now 15 years in. In two months, we mark our 15th year anniversary on the nation's airwaves. Incredible run. We've never missed giving you fresh content, a new show every single Sunday. That's a record somewhere, I can promise you. X Insurance presents it all. By the way, before I go any farther, I want to mention that uh, Waft Firearms Training down there in Florida, X Insurance covers them as well, ladies and gentlemen. X Insurance is the real deal. Xinsurance.com. Make sure to check them out. 
So we're going to go now to my one of my favorite gun manufacturers in the world, North American Arms, and we're going to talk with Rachel Stilwell. Rachel, welcome to the program. Had a great time meeting with you at SHOT Show in Las Vegas. I hope you made it back unscathed. Yes, sure did. Good for you, because a lot of folks don't make it back from SHOT Show unscathed. But in this case, you did, and that's a great thing. And we want to bring Rachel to you. You're going to be hearing Rachel on the program. We've talked with Jessica. Rachel will be talking with us on the show from time to time as well. And, you know, what amazes me about North American Arms, Rachel, over all of these years, is there's always something new to talk about. And now it's the Green Huntsman. I mean, you guys come up with the coolest stuff Let's talk a little bit about that gun. You and I bantered back and forth a little bit by email on that, and that was something we wanted to chat about today. I'm looking at it on the website. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, NorthAmericanArms.com. These are the simply the coolest mini revolvers you will ever see. Tell us about the NAA Green Huntsman. What's up with this thing? Because it's really cool. Yeah, so the Green Huntsman is sort of an evolution from our uh, Black Widow, which is a crowd favorite at North American Arms. A lot of people carry that that one. Um, it's got an OD green Cerakote. It comes with a 22 Magnum and also the conversion cylinders. It is, I mean, I just think it looks really cool, and I think it's a great addition to the lineup. It is a great addition to the lineup, and I have one of those Black Widows. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a slew of North American Arms guns. I've got, and they are my favorite. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this or not, but my latest pickup from North American Arms is the belt buckle with the 22 in it. Which is really neat. Oh, that, no, that one's, the, that one's a crowd favorite for sure. Yeah, it, it was hard to get. It took a while to get it. I know it's on back order. <laughs> a lot of people want that. But I, I was actually showing it off today uh, to a family friend. It is one of the coolest guns, if not really the coolest gun in my safe, just because of the way it's in that belt buckle. People think that's real. That's really real. Yeah, it's really real. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it pops out of the belt buckle, and it can go to work in the event that you need it. What's the difference between the TGHM and the TGHC? There's a little bit difference in price. What, what's the difference there? Yeah, so it's a conversion cylinder. So you can shoot the, uh, the long rifle and the Magnum with it. Okay, so the price on this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the North American Arms Green Huntsman, which is really neat. I'm looking at it now. You can find all of these guns if you want to check them out at North American Arms. Dot com. Go up and search if you want to for Green Huntsman. It will pop right up. And there's also a green T-shirt and an OD green hat that you can get with that. i got to get my hands on some of that stuff. Really cool gear over there at North American Arms. Right now, Rachel, what is the top seller right now in the 22s? I, you know, I'm not totally sure, but I know that our most popular, some of our most popular ones are our classics. So it's going to be just our 22 mags. People really like the Ranger 2 as well. That's our brake top model. And then also our Pug model, too. Those, those are super popular. That's the one that I carry myself. The Pug? Yes. Yeah, the Pug is a great little gun. I, ladies and gentlemen, I have the... See, I, I graduated from the originals, right? The cylinders, open cylinders. There's a little bit of a learning curve. A lot of people, when they get the gun, they have, wow, there's a learning curve to this. There is. Then there's the Sidewinder. So I graduated to the Sidewinder. The cylinder mm -hmm. in the Sidewinder does not pop out. It does not come out. It rolls out like you would expect from any little snub nose revolver, no matter what size it is or a full-size revolver. It's the same thing, but just the mini North American Arms version of it in 22 and 22 long, ri or 22 long rifle and 22 Magnum with the cylinders. Also, then you have the top brake. So my guess would be that that is probably likely going to be 
a bestseller for many years to come because it's just so simple. Is that what you're hearing from fans of the Definitely. Run? Yeah. I mean, even at SHOT Show, we had a lot of people come by and they just, they really liked that one because it's, it's just the ease of reload, I think. Yeah, I you know with the guns, I think I think it is, and I, I, some of my favorites are the shorts. And I, I don't know if I told you this when we were at Shot Show, but one of the things that I hear about this gun from many people who own any of the North American Arms Mini revolvers is when they see them for the first time and they feel it and they put it in their hands, they think, "Wow," because you can really feel the quality of the build of the gun. These are not tiny plastic guns, ladies and gentlemen. This gun, these small ones, like this top break, the Ranger we're talking about will weigh out as much as a small revolver, will it not? As a snubby? I mean, these are weighty, good, healthy guns. They, yeah, I mean, you can just feel the quality, like you said. And, you know, they all, they're all they all assembled in the United States, in Provo, Utah, where our office is. And I just think that the American-made, quality, handmade guns, it really shines through at the end there. It definitely does, and they're so easy to shoot. But one of my favorite things about the gun is this is a gun, and, and I think you'll agree with me. I, in fact, I know you will. But this is the gun you can carry when you can't carry a gun. I've said that for many, many years about the North American Arms Mini revolvers. I have a North American Arms Mini. It was one of the one of the regular small ones, and it'd be everything from the twenty-two short. You put that thing in a bathing suit pocket, and no yeah, one knows you have it. Probably. Literally, it's true. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I carried one in Florida. I used to have it in my pocket. You know, in a bathing in a bathing suit or just a pair of shorts. But I always have a North American Arms with me, regardless of what else I'm carrying, because it's that simple. And I've had people say to me, "What do you mean it's the gun you can carry when you can't carry a gun? What are you saying?" And I give the example, and I think you and I and Mike were talking about it at shot during our meeting. Well, what I mean by that is, oh, I don't know. Let's just say with a wink and a nod that your mother-in-law doesn't like guns. Well, you can carry any of these guns. Maybe save for the Earl or one of the larger models. You could even carry that, quite frankly, depending on how you carry yeah. it. But you can mm-hmm. carry that gun, and, well, mother-in-law can give you a big hug and not feel something around your waist because that gun goes in a pocket that unless she's in your pocket, she's not going to know you have it. So it really truly is a gun you can carry when you can't carry a gun. There's no excuse to not be armed with the North American arms available to you, right? Exactly. I mean, it's like peace of mind you can have with you all the time. I have never carried before. I carried my North American arms, and, you know, it's like it's definitely a good gun for somebody who isn't as comfortable with it as well, I think. Um, And a lot of people carry it as a backup gun as well. It's got that ultimate concealability with it where it's like you can carry it anywhere, like you said. Yeah, and I'm not afraid of a twenty two Magnum at all. I've had people say to me, and I think I told you this before, I've had people say to me, well, you carrying one of those little pea shooters? Why are you carrying a pea shooter? To which my response is, well, take four steps in front of me. I'm going to put two in your chest and one in your forehead, and you tell me how much of a pea shooter <laughs> exactly. it is. No yeah, one's exactly. taking me up on that offer yet, okay? And now, ladies no. and gentlemen, I'm just make, trying to make a point. But, yeah, these are, these are great guns for self-defense. The price point on them is fantastic. Rachel, I want to thank you for being here. In case you're watching the Super Bowl, I'll let you get back to that. Thanks for jumping in here on a Sunday. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Rachel at North American Arms. We'll be hearing a lot from her and others from North American Arms coming down the pike. NorthAmericanArms.com. These are just simply the coolest little guns you will ever get your hands on. Oh, boy. Coming up in the next hour, what do we have? Oh, the schedule is just changing like crazy. Good heavens. We have, ooh, we have a roundtable coming up, and we have Joel Rudman 
who is running for third district in Florida, along with Neil McCabe. Both of them, Joel will be with us for the first half hour. Neil will stick with me for the hour. We're going to talk about a little bit about Biden and some politics back after this. You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. 